everybody. Welcome to the first of... No, no, Scott, oh. Scott, we got to RP it. we oh. got to RP it. Okay, hold on. Okay, Hi. play the music again. Play okay, the music okay, let's again. Do it again. I'll, I'll bring us in. All right, here we go. Here, I'm going to start it all over. You ready? Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <coughs> <coughs> the dust is clearing, Scott. But ahead lies the vault of the Keeper's knowledge. There foretold is the history of Azeroth and the cosmos itself. But I can't go on! Join me, young scholar, as we recount the tales of Hazaroth. <laughs> Hang on, let me try that again. Of Hazaroth! You almost said Hazaroth. Hazaroth. Hazacostasroth. Got it. Yes. Anyway, sorry, carry on. All I right. think that's a better intro. But anyway, well, we'll here, roll here's with it. the deal. It's okay. Here's what we're doing, folks. You're wondering what the hell this is. I wouldn't blame you because this is on the instance feed. We're going to do a series of lore-based supplementary instance episodes. So, you know, instance lore specials, we'll call them. I don't know. We don't have a more creative name than that. Uh, Vault of the High Order of, of Zontar. Whatever. We could make I something up. I love it. Vault of the High Order of Arcane Knowledge. Ah, see? It's pretty good. Intellect. Intellect. We'll keep it in-game. Arcane Intellect. Yeah. And you have, long, you have long been uh, accused in the group of being the one with the most lore knowledge. Well, I, I thought that. I thought that. Recently, Patrick's been trying to say, like, uh, you, you guys, I love the lore. And it's like, man, <laughs> I don't know. But the, the, basically, what this is, yeah. this is, I mean, full disclosure up front, um, Scott and I, but Scott especially, we're notorious for not knowing the names of anyone or any place. Yeah. And uh, very often we're like, you know, the guy with the, the stick, you know, in the, yeah. in the hills. Yeah. The, you know, the, that the, time, the, the, the goat guy with the stick, you know. <laughs> the time you were um, you were questing in Purple Land, I'll often say because I can't think of what it is. Exactly, sure, exactly. So, 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 so that may be incredibly infuriating. Yeah. Um. But basically, I think it's Albert Einstein who said it. But then again, every quote is misattributed to Albert <laughs> Einstein. But it said, if you truly understand something, you should be able to explain it simply. Mm. And. That is something I don't know if I do or I don't, but I want to see. I feel like together we can. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I no. And, like I, and let me say out of me, and if you understand it, I kind of feel like you're my you're my litmus test. Yeah, you're yeah, my, yeah. You're my for sympathy. sure, for sure. Because I I tend to take this approach of like um, generalization. I'll see an area or a zone or a character or a, a story beat, and I will I will have some fun with it in the in the sense that I'll be like. Oh yeah, I remember when what's his hammer told so and so that he was going to take over the world that time the dragon came like it's it's like when I do it it's told like a the really weird shorthand. Um but I've witnessed you explain, you know, the more intricate things regarding relationships like Thrall and Jaina's or uh going back to Well, my my steamy romance well, novels. Well, yeah, your fan Blizzard said mm -hmm. those are too steamy. We're going to make PG versions for our game. Yeah. Um it's funny actually we had a guy email through Saying they thought that there was a, a Terps, Terps to reference in the game. Yeah, I heard about that. But those. it's actually it's, it's, it's Marcus from the steamy romance novels. They thought that, that Blizzard's <laughs> Blizzard's own self-referential thing about this kind of perverted paladin. They're like, ah oh, man, they got him. That is so. They've done instead of Mark, they got Marcus. Oh my god. Is he the one? He's the one I went yeah. into Orgrimmar to see, and he came out of the room. It comes out of High Mountain. There's oh, no, it's High Mountain. You're right, there. you're right. You're right. Yeah, and, and you get a steamy romance novel, yeah. um, you know, a new version, which kind of recounts, it even has cover art. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. And it recounts the uh, the coupling 
of all the what do you call it? Well, the the menage a trois. Yeah, what do you call um, that? The coupling yeah. with a cow, know. though. It's a cat's it's bestiality. Exactly. I don't know because I guess he kind of made him don the cuckold's horns, but at the same time, <laughs> he's already a horned beast. Anyway, they made the beast with two backs, uh, three backs. Three backs. How does it work? I don't. Anyway. Know. Anyway. So Scott, for once, um, hasn't hopefully had to do much work. He obviously found some fantastic uh, intro music there. Yeah. But I said to Scott, I said, let's let's try it. Let's see what people think. They liked it when we did the Warcraft movie thing. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to have a similar sort of vibe, yeah. I think, where I try and take you through the story. Um, and so I figure the best place to start is the beginning. Yeah, I agree. Now, another thing that's kind of motivated this is in the Emerald Nightmare, there's um, a kind of heart of corruption mm-hmm. in there yeah. that has uh, kind of whispers of, of prophecy and future. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like a riddle. And I kind of feel to, to properly understand what they're talking about, we kind of need to understand what it is we're in okay. and where we are. Okay. Okay. Now, you're going to go. Now, so, uh, you know that volume one thing? You're going back so chron- that far. You're, yeah. you're, you're going yes. like way, like primordial so essence. I just, I just of- kind of feel we need to lay a foundation right. to kind of understand the Azeroth we're currently in. All right. Now, to be honest with you, if we'd recorded this show 10 years ago. Yeah this would be a very different story already. Um, and that we have to bear in mind this an evolving game, and I may say things that are wrong. Don't believe anything I say. Um, I'm going to tell you stuff as I understand it, which may not be correct, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I've come to know. All right. And equally, there's some fantastic other resources out there. A great YouTuber by the name of Noble. Uh, Noble. Um, he's uh, he's very good. He does a lot of in-depth law stuff in videos. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite new channels is a channel called The Lost Codex, mm. um, and they do kind of in-law, uh, short, snappy videos around like artifact weapons and formations of Azeroth and all these sorts of things. So I love it. I love enjoying the community, what they do. Um, equally, uh, Chronicles uh, Volume One, which is the book you're chatting about, which kind of talks about is kind of the I feel where we're going to start. We're going to see how far we get, All right. and we're going to see kind of uh, what makes sense and what doesn't. And again, if you like it, we'll do more. Mm-hmm. If you guys are like, it's too rambly. I mean, you've already spent kind of ten minutes telling us <laughs> that you're going to tell us something. <laughs> you know, maybe you can get around to just telling us in the future. You know, whatever. We'd love your feedback. So. Yeah. So, so Scott, firstly, are you sitting comfortably? Yeah, I'm sitting totally comfortably. And should I? I shouldn't give you what I think the Titans are first, should I? Like, would that help with establish how dumb I am? Yeah, go on. Yeah, hit me. Hit All me, right. Hit Here, me. here's how dumb I am about the early days of Azeroth. Uh, those, they, those, those early moments where life sprang from its bosom. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of dudes named Titans uh, mm-hmm. that are roaming around doing stuff and they're big or huge. Like the name Titan doesn't come by accident. They're really big honking things, octopi looking guys. And other ones are big, like uh, giant looking monster dudes. And they kind of put the planet together sort of. And uh, so already I'm going to stop you there because, because <laughs> you, you're mixing things up and I love it. I love it. Let's go. Let's go kind of simpler. What do you think Azeroth is? All right. I think Azeroth is a, well, it's a planet. It's in a universe. So I'm going to stop you there because, uh, <laughs> again, we're going to start from the beginning. Okay, so so before we kind of get into the Titans, we have to understand uh, kind of where they came from. All right. I mean, they're, they're pretty much close to di- deities. They're like gods, really. Mm. But before they were around, uh, we start with, like, uh, the light. So the light common 
kind of word we use a lot. I, you know, I play a paladin mainly at the moment, so I'm all about the light. Yeah. Um, the light is basically the force. Uh, so we kind of have like the force. And, and much like the force, there's the dark side. Okay. So we've got the light and we understand that light is the source of life. It's, 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 it kind of empowers goodness in the world. But then shadow priests out there will know this. There is also the void. Yeah. Now, the, the law is that as the light spread throughout the universe, the void uh, kind of grew and accumulated mm-hmm. where the light was lacking, where it moved on. All right. And basically what happened is where these two um, dimensions collided, yeah. um, uh, it, it, it created a couple of dimensions. So we have the great dark beyond and the twisting nether. All right. Um, so the great dark beyond is basically the normal physical dimension, which is kind of where we exist within. We're in the great dark beyond. All That's right. kind of space. All right, space. And then you've got the twisting nether, which is like the magical version of space. Okay. So kind of like the Emerald Dream is to our Azeroth. It's which, kind of like which... the magic... Yeah, version. and you'll explain. I mean, Emerald Dream will certainly we'll come up again. Into, we'll, yeah, get we'll get into, into that. but it, hopefully, some people have played through the new raid and they understand. Like, oh, cool! It's like all green and primordial and stuff. Yeah. Um, basically, this is at this time when the void and the light kind of collide in a big bang. Maybe sure, who knows? Sure. Um, that this is where the first demons and titans and void entities were created all right so titans yeah the way a titan is born they are basically born within planets <laughs> when a man when a mo- when a mommy when a, titan when a, loves when a, a mommy daddy titan, titan loves a daddy titan very much <laughs> they right. have a have a planet <laughs> and in that planet in the inside of a planet yeah is is a titan soul oh Hold and on, so then. They, so those titans are not big creatures on the planet. They birth the planets? I mean, they no, make them? No, they are the planets. Oh. So if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, yeah. you're going to meet a planet in that. But this is this is Azeroth. Okay, this is this is our world. And our Azeroth is a titan as it is also a planet. It Within the crust of our planet contains a titan soul. Okay. Um, but so basically you started off with this pantheon of Titans, this collection, this, this eighties rock group of the most badass gods, and deities, these, these cosmic powered beings, think Galactus, but good guys, these okay. just gargantuan beings that were born of planets as, as they kind of matured and coalesced, mm-hmm. the planet hatches and outsteps this, this Titan that continues to grow. So this, 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 one's, this one's made of, of stone and mountain, and this one's made Well, not of, necessarily. Okay. Like, we don't really know too much about them, mm. and I'll get into their kind of current status as, as we progress through. Okay. Um, but basically, the, the way to look at them is this, we've got a pantheon, much like the Greek gods and the Roman gods. You had a pantheon of gods. You had, you had Zeus and the other gods, and before them you had, you know, Zeus's father was a a primordial titan mm-hmm. um, and all these things anyway so the first titan 
is called Amonthal. All right. So now Amonthal is alone. He's the first guy. So he's alone in the great dark beyond. He's just traveling around uh, until he comes across other planets. And so he nurtures these planets. He gives them a bit of TLC. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe again, Scott, we return to, you know, maybe he loves these planets. Mm. You know, we don't know. All we know is that off the back of this, these planets mature. Their titan souls hatch into the rest of the pantheon. So within these, you've got these other kind of familiar names, and you'll recognize them because these names crop up a lot in Warcraft, either in items that are directly associated with them or references or things that have kind of, you know, grandfathered into, ah, oh, I get why that's called that now. Okay. Um, so the, the patron uh, titan of, of life and nature um, is Ianar the Lifebinder. Ooh, Ianar so the Lifebinder. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, the other Lifebinder we know is Alex Straza. Who named now, these people, or these uh, titans? Do we know? Uh, Chris Metzen. <laughs> um, so, it, within within the game, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they are kind of self-aware of their own name. Yeah. For example, Azeroth, apparently she's called Azeroth. Um... <laughs> <laughs> at the moment but we'll see she might be a loon we're still not sure it's a she then she is apparently according to magni but then equally we'll go on to some of the whispers about what's potentially happening we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about okay okay all right and you, gender so, gender as applied to planets is very interesting to me so i, I will get to well that the thing is the pantheon has both male and female titans ianar has the representation she is a female sexy bodacious babe yeah. uh rocking she's like all you know flower love child yeah. um but who hits the gym regularly you know she is she is built yeah. um of you know cosmic power yeah. um so she is uh the basically the mother of all life on azeroth and other planets okay. um Ianar is the life binder she seeds life as we understand it trees and animals mm. uh things like that she was the one who created the Emerald Dream and Dragons, uh, as we understand it. Okay. Well, well, kind of. We'll, we'll get into that. All right. Um, then you've got other people like uh, Golganeth, the Thunderer. Mm. Now, Golganeth is the Lord of the Skies uh, and Oceans. And Gorgoneth is the guy who presented a Tidestone um, to, to, to people uh, on Azeroth. Yeah. And if you played through uh, Azuna... You may have seen the shattered tide stone that was reforged. Oh yeah, that is Golganeth's tide stone, oh, and so that's already cool. That's cool. you're starting to see these pillars of eternity, these titan relics um, that exist uh, already. Who assigns? Titan- is there like a Zeus-style titan that like assigns so people these Amanthul. jobs? Okay, that's Amanthul. Amanthul. All right, he's right. the big. He's the big daddy. All right. He's the. He's like the godfather right. of the gods. Okay. Um, so you've got to think about these other guys are like these other gods, and they've all got their own little niche. Um, so then you've got Norganon, the Dreamweaver. Um, now, um, he is in charge of magic and records and lore. Um, so we had the discs of Norganon mm-hmm. were recovered in Oldham. Um, and, you know, way back in Vinland, and these are something, again, we'll get into, uh, but these are basically the records of everything that's happened on Azeroth since 
the Titans have been around. Okay, so uh, Ammon Thule, by the way, just a side note, I know you haven't mentioned this because it probably has much more interesting bearing later, but he is the brother of Sarger- or Sargeras. I did not know that. So... Um, We'll get into it. I mean, they're all they're all family. Yeah. They're all, you've got to consider all of these guys are family. Okay. Um, By default, so, that's just kind of their relationship. I get it. Yes. Okay. They're all titans. They're all brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. In essence, they're the pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, you then got someone like Kaz Goroth, the Shaper. Now, Kaz often used by dwarfs. Kaz Modan. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, kind of a titan. But he's the one who uh, forges uh, worlds and races. And he created um, the, um, I think it's the Valinir, I think they're called. Mm. The, the Earthen, mm. basically the beings of stone. They're cool. Like, exactly. So Kaz Goroth is kind of like the daddy of the dwarves. Okay. Uh, and other kind of Earthen races. All right. You've then got Golganeth, the Thunderer. And already, uh, oh, and I've already done Goldeneth, sorry. Um, you, you, but already you've kind of got these amazing kind of these names. And like I said, they're all like the most muscly, coolest, craziest people there. Yeah. Um, you've then got Agrimar, the Avenger. Um, and he was a, a champion. He was like a warrior. Um, and he was uh, a, a kind of a student, an assistant to the Pantheon's champion. Their real defender. So, so, but these were so these are people. Uh, I say people, but these were gods or demigods, all sort of hanging out. Then, like they, who were they? Who they was he traveled a champion? the cosmos, uh-huh. finding more Titan souls, okay. more planets right. that they could nurture, find more of their own, and they could then uh, help bring order to the universe. Got it. So they came across things and tried to order them okay they would take life and they would seed it they would put things in the right place they would quash uh void activity they found mm-hmm. and they would go from there because everything's got um, its opposite it totally makes sense now one quick question before we move on the light as as interpreted by modern azerothians seems yep. to be just like oh well this is the equivalent of religion in this world because we can't we can't go full jesus here we have to go Oh, all right, well, well we're going to go so, light. So Blizzard have said that the only kind of deity that gets close to being what we would consider an actual deity mm-hmm. is a loon. Mm. A loon is, is as about as close to a cosmic being as we can. Now, within Legion, it's revealed that a loon actually created the Naru. She was the one who, uh, in the great ordering of light and shadow yeah. and the void... Um, she coalesced light into beings, um, and uh, that is the Naru. It's said that when the um, the night elves first heard Elune, um her voice was like a song, like chimes, wind chimes. Mm. And that's what we hear when we speak to Naru. Mm. So we don't know, is Elune like the big mama Naru? Or my personal theory, and this is a theory, is that a loon is a void lord, but a good one, okay. like a light void lord. Right. So if you consider that above in this light and void uh, dichotomy, this kind of eternal battle on that level, you've got the void lords, these dark entities, who are the um, the fathers of the old gods, and they create chaos and death and destruction. 
And then you've got the champions of the light, the Titans, who are about bringing order and such uh, to the great dark beyond. And they did this through their champion, the defender, Sargeras. Okay. So Sargeras, hands down, strongest mofo in there. Like he's, he is just the strongest guy there is. Okay. So basically what happened is, is the Pantheon find out about the Twisting Nether and all the demons that resided there. So they sent out Sargeras and Agrimar, his kind of, his apprentice, mm-hmm. his, his, his lieutenant, yeah. his lieutenant. Yeah, lieutenant, um, yep. And um, basically they, it was their job to go out and they started cleansing the Great Dark Beyond of all demonic influence. Um, but it was there whence uh, kind of Sargeras then imprisoned these demons um, inside the planet of Mardun. Now, why did he uh, do this? Because he's a douche? Is he like a fallen son? No, is it, what? He, is, he is trying to bring order. He is trying to... He sees demons, yeah. and he's like, these are products of the Void, the Void Lords. We don't like these. These are all chaos-driven. Mm-hmm. We want order. Um, and so he decides um, to, to imprison them. Yeah, this is good. Um, I like all these distinctions distinctions because I think it's important for players and me to more fully understand that the demons of this world, of this universe, of this of the cosmos, are not the demons of Diablo. They are not the demons of hell in the traditional sense. They're like these other kinds of demons. They're like the they're definitely on the other side of the coin of good and evil, but they're not just straight up, you know, devil Diablo devils. They're something else. They're space devils, which is a very different thing. Anyway, continue on. Kind of. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Um so basically what happens is is they are going out and about kicking demonic ass. Yeah. And Sargeras gets the realization that it's all futile. You kill a demon, it goes back to the twisting nether. So the twisting nether is this this magical dimension um where it then recoalesces and transfers back into the great dark beyond. So every time we've killed a demon on Azeroth, it's gone off to the Twisting Nether, its spirit, and it's ling- lingered in this this ethereal space, and then it's managed to kind of recoalesce into physical form, and then in theory can come back to Azeroth and hit us again. Okay. And so the only way to kill a demon is to kill them in the Twisting Nether or a place of hugely uh, kind of uh, drenched in fell. Anything that is, in essence, as the same environment as the Twisting Nether. Because okay. so, that's what you know, fell... Really, I mean, if you, if you could break the, the Twisting Nether down by its component parts, tons of it is fell. Yes, basically, you've got the different... You've got arcane, you've got fell, you've got void, you've got light, you've got uh, fire, you've got ice... You've got these, you know, you've got nature and, uh, you know, you've got these kind of opposing um, elements and powers sure. in the world. That makes sense. And Fel is chaos. All right. Fel is, is, is part of that void energy. Um, it's, uh, it's, but it's, it's really strong. It's really dirty, strong, uh, powerful stuff. All right. Um, anyway, so... And they don't ever they to, don't ever get into why the how these things manifest themselves as physical uh, entities, right? Like the, well, the, fell the being... idea is is that you know that these these powers and these life forces are all products of that big bang. 
okay. this light and dark. And then within that, if we think about these deities above those titans, potentially, yeah. Yeah. in terms of you've got the Void Lords, um, which might be the same caliber as titans. They may be higher than titans. We've got to figure them out. Yeah. Um, but the Void Lords, basically, their goal is to make everything disordered. The Titans' goal is to make everything ordered. So you've got these two opposing forces right. on this kind of cosmic level. And in theory, if um, you had a planet that evolved to the point that they were all doing scientific study of these things, it wouldn't be that different than oxygen versus carbon monoxide. We would understand their properties and know what they do. But we know right now at this stage of their development that it is both that oxygen is good for you and carbon monoxide is bad for you. And you But know, for some beings, they thrive on it. Yeah, good point. And that's, and that's the same sort of thing. I guess, in a way. Yeah. So, so basically, Sargeras, he's off there by himself. Agrimar's gone off in like the other direction. You know, they figure like they're split up and just start killing demons everywhere. Um, and Sargeras starts to kind of wane on him. You know, he's killing all these demons. He's locking them up in his prison planet where he's just killing them. And he kind of realizes that it's, it's kind of futile. You know, no matter what happens, they come back. And what's more is he sees how they're corrupted and uh, about how kind of the void continually corrupts. And he then decides through his kind of logic that actually the only way to stop these, uh, stop the corruption of the void lords and their kind of their main servants, the old gods, mm -hmm. which we again, we'll get into the specifics of the old gods we know, um, is basically to kill everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, death is death is fuel yeah. for the void. Sure. And so, if you get rid of everyone, uh, you know, the fell draws on on life and and void and things like that. So let's just if I just get rid of everyone, then there'll be order because there won't be anyone here to disorder it. But how will they fuel and themselves so, if they if they kill everything? They're all out of fuel, right? But that's the thing, and that's kind of what Sargeras wants. He wants to starve the Void hmm. from fuel, even though he's kind of on that other side. He, he's still, he's not with the light, but his method, you know, he was a Titan. He's the fallen Titan. So he's, he's corrupted, and his vision is to wipe out all life as we know it. Yeah. And that's why he started his burning crusade, where he was going to, to you know, be a righteous fire, um, that extinguished all life yeah. across the great dark beyond. And that way, when there's no one around, it's perfectly ordered. So the Titans were doing it wrong this whole time. They were trying to cultivate life and to put it in a specific way when really what they should have been doing is just killing everyone. And then eventually, once everyone's dead, we've done it, guys. We got the order we wanted. Right. Um, and so that's where Sargeras fell. Okay. So... We kind of then. This is very biblical, by the way. This is very Jesus. Very, Lucifer. There's, a, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of everything in there, really. Yeah. To be honest with you, the more kind of mythology you know, mm -hmm. uh, the the more you like. Ah, oh, man, that's totally like. For example, when we start getting into the Titans Keepers, um, you know, Loken, Odin, mm -hmm. Thorim. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got we've got a lot of kind of Norse mythology in there as well. Yeah. Um, do you worry? Is, do you worry those muddy up the otherwise sort of? I mean, not any of these. Some some of these concepts aren't necessarily totally unique, but when they literally call the guy Odin but spell it with a Y instead of an I, uh, which is probably more authentic to how it was in Runic. Um, I no, I like it. I like it because it's it, it gives a same mythos, um, but it gives it a, a, a new slant, and I think it's a fresh way of looking at it. All right. And equally, 
a lot of those old tenacious stories the reason they've been so good is because they're really you know the reason they've stuck around so long is because they're really good mm. so i think that there's a reason to return to that sort of thing all right so anyway so let's let's think about the void now right. so the the light birth titans and all these good things the void basically uh created these these big old meaty tendrils you know this this corrupted beings that we call the old gods yeah they're real poops those guys now the thing is is the void found this dormant planet that had a titan inside of it yeah we know that planet as azeroth yeah and basically um what they what they did is then they 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 sent out these four old gods that if you've played the new Hearthstone expansion, Whispers of the Old Gods, mm -hmm. you'll be very familiar with. Uh, from Warcraft, we've encountered a couple of them. Um, but there's Cthune, uh, Yogg-Saron, mm -hmm. they're the two we've met. Mm -hmm. Then you've got Yasage, which we've never met, mm. and Nazoth, who we are hopefully going to meet this expansion. Yeah. So the reason we haven't met Yasage, we'll get into. Oh. And we're going to have lots of... We're, 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 we're progressing somewhere. All right. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Um, but basically, um, so they they sent these four old gods to Azeroth with the idea of corrupting the Titan soul within. So basically, the the void cannot corrupt Titans once they're grown up. Mm -hmm. They're too strong. They're too minded. Well, and they think they can. Anyway, it's a lot easier to get them when they're young. Yeah. So you've got these these primordial souls. And so they send out these four void gods. Basically, Agrimar, the, the lieutenant of Sargeras, finds this new planet, Azeroth. And within it, an, a world soul, a titan soul, more powerful than they've ever known. Wow. But there's one problem. It's got these old gods inside. It's already uh, being corrupted. It's already... Uh, pretty bleak okay. and if you were to look at the 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 surface of azeroth at this time uh you would have seen a few things so firstly before the old gods you had the elemental plane well you had the elements before the elemental plane was there yeah. so you had um fire fragments. ice uh, you had sure. you had uh neptulon mm. you had um uh not alakir which is the oh no alakir yeah alakir and um, Therizane, uh, the Earth Mother. Okay. Um, so you had these these four elemental lords that were constantly fighting with one another, reshaping the world, you know, and just it was it was it was turmoil everywhere. What they're fighting um, for dominance? <laughs> like who would be the dominating? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, that's what exactly. I guess that's what fighting but, is, generally speaking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were trying to assert their dominance. Right. So then the old gods come slamming into the planet, and you just got to think this big. Kind of like um, in StarCraft when you have uh, the Zerg come mm -hmm. in and it's just like this big meatball that just, <laughs> just squelches into the planet and then just all this horribleness just yeah. kind of falls off and goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So these old gods kind of burrow themselves deep into Azeroth. You know, they're, they're kind of their influence and tendrils kind of seeping into the core, into that Titan soul, but equally on the surface everywhere. And so with that, these um these old gods uh, start to create their own races so they create um the insect races that we see oh. uh, and the silithid and and the uh, the 
Karaxi, uh, 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 mm -hmm. um, and um, also um, the faceless uh, observer, you know, the tenderly uh, oh, right. crazy guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is where we, this is where I lose it a bit. So all uh, anyway, this, but all this so, stuff's made under the planet. They're just all down there so digging is, around. This is, this is on the surface as well as underneath. This is everywhere. Okay. So what you've got at the moment on Azeroth, so the old <laughs> gods have arrived yeah. and you've got the elemental lords have currently been fighting amongst themselves for a dominance and, you know, kind of one-upping one another from time to time. And now you've got, you know, a, you know, player two has entered the battle. Yeah. And you've got the old gods who've been sent by the Void Lords uh, to, ba to, to basically corrupt Azeroth. All right. So firstly, they've got to deal with these elemental lords. And so basically, they send their armies wave after wave after wave. And eventually, they end up uh, kind of causing the elemental lords to submit. Mm. So they've, they've realized, like, ah, we're outmatched. Okay. So then these lords become... Uh, servants of the old gods. So Ragnaros is now, you know, at the behest of the old gods. And, Ragn and Ragnaros Ross is what? A, like a this elemental dude? He's a fireman. He is. Yeah, he's the fire guy. So, uh, yeah, Ragnaros is the fire guy. Neptulon's the water guy. Yeah. Alakir's the wind and lightning guy. And Therizane is the stone earth woman. Did we fight Neptalon in the last expansion? No, no, no. Neptalon we fought alongside in the Cataclysm in Vashir. And obviously Ragnaros we fought a couple of times. Therizane yep. um, we, we actually repped up with in mm. Cataclysm. Yep. And if you're a shaman, uh, she gives you your offhand if you're an enhancement shaman. You get Doomhammer and then you get uh, a weapon she gives you, um, like a kind of a mimicky um, elemental weapon. So they were doing our. Um, they were doing. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Weapons before they were cool. Yeah, I you mean know? they've been they've been all over it. Mm. Um, and then um, Alakir, um, we we killed in Cataclysm. Well, we we kind of ran a number on them in the Cataclysm. Thinking about it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's all up in the air now, though, though, right? Because the Warlords time frame could have jacked all that up. They could all just right be back um, where they were, right? I mean, I know no. they're I know they're two different timelines, but they are mixed a little because no, 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 they they kind of they tried to keep it quite clean. And again, if you play a shaman, their class hall quest is about getting the uh, elemental lords back on side, oh. and so part of that means we got to find ourselves a new fire elemental lord. Yeah. So we return to the firelands, and we basically help one of them become the new fire lord because we killed ragnaros yeah but you know we need to make sure this guy you know that is friendly to us is the guy in charge yeah um equally um alakir has been killed so we have to get prince thunderan who um i killed back in vanilla for my um thunder fury blessed blade of the windseeker um did you say uh thunder fury blessed blade of the windseeker <laughs> um and so you know we 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 kind of re-empower these guys and we get we get the elemental lords back on side to help fight against the legion okay so anyway so we get um the titans arrive so they've they've arrived now um you know agrimar said hey guys found the like the the biggest baddest titan in the world uh, in the universe in the great dark beyond we need you guys here though because she's there's you know it's not going well yeah. she's had a troubled you know youth she needs some help so these guys come along the pantheon comes along and they realize like, oh, whoops, you know, this is going to be tough. Yeah. We're going to need some help here. We're going to need to 
to make our own army to fight their army. So Kazgaroth, uh, he creates um, the uh, the Aesir, um, which are fashioned out of metal um, with the power over storms, and the Vanir are the ones out of stone with power over earth. And so they make these constructs um, that they create an army. They're like of, elemental of, robots, basically. Right? They are the Titan Forged. Okay. So when we've in game in Alduar, we faced off against um, kind of um, these stone and metal Vikir and dwarfs mm-hmm. and giants and you know these and in 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 Anchorage, those big Anubisath sentinels sure. and uh, you know all of these different people. These have all been kind of created by the Titans. Or creations of the Titans. So, the basically the Titans create this army, and they create these keepers to command their army. So, to, so jumping to current, when you say when you get a Titan forged weapon drop off a mob somewhere, yeah, the theory is that that weapon was created in part by Titans. No, not really. That the the Titan forged are a name given to the Titans. Uh, races. So we originally were all kind of Titan Forged Mm -hmm. except trolls and elves Mm -hmm. and and orcs uh, and taurans. So not all of us, um, but (laughs) uh, basically, uh, you know, the life as we understand it in terms of dwarves and humans and gnomes um, kind of started out as stone and metal beings okay so uh, so we are they, we are the descendants of these of these golemish sort of uh, creatures of of uh, elements exactly so exactly so when you see these big vikril in northrend that are made of stone those were made by the titans or the titans keepers okay so the the battles are going on they're kicking the old god's ass in places and other places they're not doing as well and they they face up against yasage now, Yassage is an old god, one of the four um, in Hearthstone. Really good card. Yeah, George, Ju- card yeah. from there. Really, Ju- Julian really cool. Assage. He uh, runs WikiLeaks. Very popular. Exactly. Yeah. So um, he's, he's doing a press conference. Well, <laughs> I know. I heard about um, it in London, I think. Yeah. So what's, what happens with Yassage is Amonthal gets a bit tired of this. So he's seeing this, this, this vile little creature that's threatening you know, his little sister uh, and he's like, you know what, guys, I'm done with this. So he reaches down from the heavens. You've got to imagine big old hand of God coming out the sky and basically just plucks Yassage out the ground and just kind of, well, rips him from the ground. So he's this big tendrilled snake-like monster with a horrible maw, and you know this, this hand of God just comes down and just rips him out from the ground like a weed from your yard and he just he just pulls him out um and just rips him apart just like you know eviscerates him Jeez. and actually you might remember from warlords uh, from mr pandario even um we uh had to with garrosh took the heart of yassage yeah i do remember and that so um that was the that's one of the few remnants of yassage and even after being ripped out of yassage's body that heart still beats. It still beats, but and there's no. I mean, obviously, the game could go go back to that well, and you know, Massage gets his his person back, but basically, well, 
Yeah, it's I like mean, the, the soul. Is, it's like Diablo's Soul Stone, right? Same idea. Yeah, he kind of he kind of got a number done on him, mm. but basically, what happened there is when he ripped him out of the earth, uh, the Azeroth, he kind of did a bit of damage. <laughs> you know, it's like if you pull up if you pull up a weed that's gone down. Maybe you've got a nice. Maybe you've got like some asphalt, and if you imagine a weed, a really kind of tenacious. You know, maybe even like a tree. Yeah. If you pulled a tree out of something like an asphalt. It would the root structure would cause you know it rips and crevices and and you know it would it would just make a mess. Yeah, tear up it's your not sprinklers. A clean thing to do. Yeah, you'd tear up sprinklers. You'd break up. Yeah, yeah, you'd cause all kinds of damage for sure. Now, what happened is 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 when they did this, is it actually damaged the world soul itself. It created a, a kind of a hole, mm. and part of its essence and lifeblood and life force seeped into this huge crater that was formed by him ripping out this this uh, this this old god and that crater um we now know or we knew um was the well of eternity so the titans and the keepers after seeing like oh man we really we messed this up they went down and they tied it up a bit and the the kind of the torment waters became calm and uh but the 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 very life force of Azeroth became this font of magical energy. Oh. And that is is something that, again, we can kind of go into in, in future episodes if we do more. Yeah. But the Well of Eternity obviously has a, has a, a long history in Warcraft and, and what it did. I didn't realize that that was the same collection point but that, for the so seeping wound so of the world. So that's where it came from. So okay. the Well of Eternity is basically Titan blood, um, Titan soul, Titan essence, um, you know, hugely powerful, hugely magical, and this is again from one of the most powerful Titan souls ever discovered. Right, Azeroth is a special planet, mm-hmm. and potentially is our savior. Um, but maybe we're the saviors. We'll find this out. Um, anyway, so do you think this is? Do you think tactics. this is the? Is this the expansion where that where that realization happens? Do you think at the end of it all, is it? Does Azeroth I think so. save us? I think so. So basically, right. during the questing experience in Legion. Cadgar discovers um, that the Titans are dead. So all of our Titans are creators or people who whose influence allowed life as we understand it to, to exist, kind of are gods in many ways. Yeah. They're dead as we understand it. So we're now in a position where we don't get to meet our creators. We don't get to sit down with Amonthor and, and find these things out necessarily as we currently understand it yeah. with with blizzard you never know yeah. but that's the information we've been given through the game okay so anyway so back now so amanthul's ripped out uh yassage and he's like oh whoops you know we'll slap a band-aid on that but <laughs> oh, i can't do that again because i nearly killed uh, azeroth yeah. doing that yeah. so we've got three more of these guys what are we going to do so they change their tactics up and they realize okay rather than kill these creatures we need to imprison them we need to minimize their influence we need to try and you know contain the threats so they build a prison around uh, anchorage where we know it now in silithus mm-hmm. where they trap Cthun. they build a prison um in um well we don't know where but we think probably around kind of uh, suramar uh, slash Tumasargeras area. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some sort of prison where they keep Nazoth. 
um, right. under the waters, mm. um, potentially out of the way. We'll find out. Um, and then the kind of the, one of the biggest, baddest of them all, um, Yog Saron. Uh, they trapped up in Northrend. Um, and that's actually where they had their keepers, their watchers based out of Alduar, mm-hmm. uh, where we had, you know, um, Thorim, uh, Loken, Hodir, Freya, Mimiron, and Odin originally. Yeah. And that was basically the, the thing with Yogg-Saron is you look at a lot of the other ones and they're kind of a little bit kind of, you know, corrupty and evilly sort of, you know, we want to do this. Yogg-Saron doesn't care. He just wants people to die. Yeah. He calls himself the God of Death and he is, he is messed up. And you've got to think as well for the Lich King, um, he, he built a, a whole citadel out of Yogg-Saron's blood. You know, Saronite is, is Yogg's blood mm-hmm. and uh, that's what Ice Crown's made of. Oh, so I anyway. I didn't realize that. That's crazy. Yeah. So, and it's very corruptive and people again think, how much of the Lich King is the Lich King slash the God of Death, uh, you know, Yogg-Saron. Mm-hmm. And even now with Bolvar, he's been sat in that kind of that citadel for quite some time. Yeah. Um, if that throne's well, made out, I thought the throne was just made out of ice. You're telling me it's made so out the of... So whole, the whole collection around it is, is all Saronite. Every piece of metal... In, in that place is Saronite. It's Yogg-Saron's essence and blood. Mm. And we've already discovered blood is a pretty, you know, kind of conductive thing in this in this law, in this ethos. So, who knows? Mm. Anyway, so, the Titans, they're victorious. They've imprisoned three of the old gods. They've killed one. Azeroth needs to be patched up. So, they basically send their Titan-forged uh, creations out to reshape it and start kind of you know decorating they've they've moved in they want to get a bit of feng shui on the go they want to try and you know spruce the place up um and so they start ordering the 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 seas and the lands and you know like i said tidy up the well of eternity to make it a bit neater yeah. and that's kind of where that kind of progresses all right the titans uh, themselves kind of realize they've done as much as they can um in this sort of field and instead kind of go off in search of other titan souls um you know they've they've kind of they've given azeroth the best hope they can um but before they go um we find that the titans keepers uh, that they kind of uh, empowered uh, odin loken um thorim you know all of these guys hodir um they they decide uh, those keepers themselves um, end up empowering other races on on Azeroth. All right. So, kind of just to rewind a bit, we've got uh, people like um, Ianar. Um, she had a Titan keeper that we've met called Freya. So, Freya, if you remember from um, Olduwa, she's like a. Uh, uh, a lady titan construct yep. and she's in charge of creation of life yeah her, her whole so, thing with her whole section or wing was like a big uh it's like the garden of eden deal exactly yeah so uh freya with enr they start creating or, or freya on behest of enr um starts creating these these uh taking advantage i guess of, of some of these pools of energy uh like the well of eternity that have come from 
uh, Azeroth World Soul and, and a way to heal them as well. And so uh, starts creating these kind of these incubators for life in Goro Crater and uh, Sholazar Basin yeah. and these other places around that, these big lush life-filled areas where uh, life emerges and, and brims forward into, into all sorts of different um, kind of creatures. Mm. Um, from this uh, evolved um, some, some ancients, some wild gods. So some, some animals came out that had such a strong affinity um, for, for the world and the dream, which we'll go into, that they were empowered. So you get, you get all of these kind of different deities and, and creatures from other races in uh, World of Warcraft um, kind of stem from Freya and Ionar's realm. Mm-hmm. Um, you then got uh, Tyr. Now Tyr, I haven't really talked about, was quite instrumental in fighting back the Black Empire, the old gods and their Calaxian elemental lords. Tyr is in the thing um, you excrete from your eyeball. Tyr is in the Norse uh, mythology, and yeah, it's T Y R. Oh, all I right. Think, or T- yeah, um, and uh, he was like, he's kind of like uh, Agrimar, but small. Uh, so he's the he's the Avenger. He's the champion, the warrior of the Titan Forged Keepers. So he was the one who uh, kind of took the fight to to Ragnaros. Um, he fought back all these other people um basically at at some point during uh, all of this ordering um these elementals that hadn't been uh kind of trapped so some of the other titan keepers uh loken and um uh, some of the others mimron uh they they fought back the elemental lords and they then trapped them and contained them in a new uh plane called the elemental plane so they created a new division between the physical uh, world of azeroth and below it which would exist the elemental plane like deep home and the firelands right. and uh, you know these these sorts of places so they trapped these elemental lords there feeling like that's your prison you can't get out of there that jobs are good um, and that was keeper ra who we met in in uh, Oldham, Oldham yeah. um, and um, it was um, Helia who we meet in uh, More of Souls. Yeah. So we've got these Titan Keepers that have trapped these Elemental Lords. Um, Wait a minute, the but, uh, the, the the Souls Lady, the yeah. uh, Helheim so she, Lady. Yeah. What's Helia? Helia. So she yeah, she is a Titan Watcher Keeper. Yeah. She's twisted now. Okay. She's fallen, um, and that is uh, off the back of corruption from uh, the old gods. Okay, so this always comes down to that, doesn't it? It's always like whenever there's a fall from grace or a somebody dipping into the darker side of things and someone's got to go fix it now and we have to go kill them as adventurers or whatever, it's because they've gotten all wrapped up in fell energy or something connected to it. But it always Basically, goes back to those two things. You either you're you're either still in the light or you're in the void. In essence, if you want to boil it down, that's the easiest way to look at this kind of eternal conflict. Um, is is this battle between good and evil, light and dark? Yeah. Um. So, kind of, if I just I'll, I'll, I'll burn through the the watchers just quickly, just to try and get our kind of heads around what's going on here. All right. So so these guys have led 
the Titan forged armies, um, and they were led by Odin, the prime designate. Mm -hmm. So he is the he's the chief of all of the Watchers, and um, his job is basically to to be the the general. Okay. Um, he then has his his brothers and sons and you know family are people like Thorim. So Thorim again, all of these are going to sound familiar if you've run old war maybe you're still trying to get mimron's head i know i am or if you're a if you're a freaking Five if years. you're a hunter and you're doing if you're, beastmaster you've got you've got thorum's weapon or a weapon yep. bla- yeah yeah thunderstrike, thunderstrike. Yeah, whatever it's called yeah and then equally if you're a warrior thorum's one of your followers he's one of your champions um cool. so he's a combat one as well come out and bless you it's is he cool. huge out there yeah he's pretty big okay. um he's not as big as he is when you call him out in the world but he's, he's pretty cool <laughs> all right um uh, anyway, sorry. So Thorim, um, he um, is—he's uh, the guy who sent off after Alakir, um, and you know he's—he's—that's why he's all lightning-based. Um, he is basically um, a very cool Titanforge guy, um, and he ended up actually marrying and getting with a a Vikral, uh, you know, a, a, a non-keeper by the name of Sif. And again, if you play through Old Ra, you understand that Sif is um is a big part of that um sif basically if i talk about uh, another keeper um which is loken now uh loken is thorim's brother and loken is in charge of the temple of wisdom uh when we meet loken he's been corrupted by yogg-saron yeah and that corruption it causes a lot of our current issues touched him with one of his tentacles or something it's it's a lot of them it is it's weird he's a bastard um but anyway so we've got we've got those guys we've got hodir who's a big um frost giant um he's the father of the frost giants he made them still my Um, still my favorite bow that ever dropped freaking love his bow he's he's cool it's great fight uh he's got a fresh prince um quote in there for one of the chiefs (laughs) um he basically is the um the he's great father winter basically yeah. you know he's santa but a badass yeah um freya we talked about a bit she's in charge of um uh, all the all the all the kind of life stuff she creates the emerald dream um and uh uses whoa, 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 it as whoa. A kind she of, she created the emerald dream i did not know that so she created it this this is where there's kind of conflicts it's a question of did she create it did ianar create it did she create it with ianar did Ysera create it when she was empowered by Ianar on the behest of Freya? It's, again, it's a bit all over, timey-wimey, we don't really know. Um, it's been changed a few times. But the kind of, the, the thought is, is the Emerald Dream is like this blueprint for Azeroth, like where it should be what they were aiming for, I guess. And equally, it gives them a, a means in which to uh, energize and, and heal the world and do different stuff for example inside the emerald dream is where gahinir or ginir um the first world tree the mother tree is planted and its roots seep throughout the dream and into the physical world and heal azeroth the titan soul the planet as well um and all the other trees in the world come from gahinir um the seeds that kind of fall out of that um Mimron um, was like in charge of all the tech and all the all the inventions. Mimron we meet in Olduar is a giant mechanome. Yeah. Um, Mimron actually created the mechanomes, but when he was a Titan uh, keeper, 
uh, Watcher, he looked like uh, Odin and uh, Loken and stuff like that. He was a big, you know, s- uh, stone metal uh, being. Um, but he was actually uh, destroyed in an experiment uh, that went wrong. But it was probably Loken, uh, you know, sabotaged it. But thankfully, his mechanome creations managed to build a large mechanome body that could house his soul mm. within. So when we meet him, he's a big gnome. He's a big um, robot, basically. But basically, the reason I kind of talked around it is to, to get to Tyr. Now, Tyr is basically like the god of the humans, really. Um, Tyr lost his hand in a fight with uh, Galakrond, which is a huge, uh, huge, huge dragon, a proto-drake, the eight other dragons oh, wow. and he ate dead dragons and then they would raise as dead and had you know this this necromancer type ability and um tear was like hey watchers we need to go out and kill this dragon but the watchers you know they fought the the mantid and and the the elementals and they were kind of tired and they were busy doing their own things and trying to heal azeroth and do stuff and so tear was like okay fine i'll do it by myself then Cheers, guys. Thanks. Um, so he goes out there and um, he finds these these five proto-drakes um, that are kind of stronger than the rest and want to help. And together with those proto-drakes, just about, they manage to kill Galakrond. And Galakrond uh, is so big, uh, to put it into context, uh, when you go to Dragonblight in Northrend, that central zone where Wormrest Temple is and all of that stuff... Yeah. That's basically his skeleton and his his like there's lots of excavation going on where they're trying to unearth. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The part there's there's the part that they originally well, they call it the Path of Titans. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That around there. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, Galakrond was this huge, huge, you know, just gargantuan beast, but was taken down by Tyr. But in the process, Tyr lost a hand. Mm. Um, now, basically, his BFS. Um, um, Arcades, Arcades um, from um, Oldun, I think. Mm. Um, he was like the smith of these guys, and he forged him a silver hand. Mm. And so that's where the Paladin Silver Hand, the Order of the Silver Hand, gets its inspiration from. Um, because basically, Tyr was this this hero of upon heroes. He was this great warrior. He he always fought for truth and justice. Um, and, um, you know, he, him and Odin were the ones who fought and defeated Ragnaros, um, who was the most powerful of all the elemental lords. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, th- there's other ones, there's Archides, there's, uh, there's Keeper Ra, Radan, uh, Loken, though, like I said, Loken is, is, is the tricky one. Mm. So basically, Loken was Thorin's brother, and... Like Thorin Loki. Bas- yep. Yes, exactly. Now, Loken had an affair with Sif. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> now, we don't even know if he did or if it was Yogg-Saron doing the whole I'm Sif thing mm-hmm. like in Oldham, yeah. uh, in Oldawa. Yeah. Um, but basically, he was like, whoops. And so, he he got scared. He was worried. He didn't want to lose his brother. He didn't want to lose Sif. You know, he loved her. Um, and basically, um, Yogg-Saron started preying on this fear and and basically was able to corrupt Loken and make him worried. Um, 
Lokin then kills Sif in a kind of accidentally kind of Hercules madness sort of accidental whoops. Yeah. Um, and then Thorim is like, oh my, who killed my wife? What the hell? And Lokin's like, oh man, it, it's them. It's the ice giants. It's, you know, Hodir's ice giants killed. And he's like, what? And so uh, Thorim goes to war on the giants. Uh, Lokin then's like, oh, nuts. This is, this is getting deep. Mm. Um, and uh, he, he basically um, kind of everything, like I said, he, he potentially kills um, or tries to kill Mimron, but is saved. Um, you know, Mimron's saved by his, his creations. Um, but he's fractured um, the whole pantheon. Um, basically, before, before this happened, sorry, I'm jumping around a bit, um, but uh, the pantheon decide to, after Tyr has kicked Galakron's ass, Tears like, look, guys, we're getting a bit Danny Glover, aren't we? We're a bit too old for this shit. You know, can we can we pass off our duties to someone else so we can focus on the important stuff? You know, this healing Azeroth. We've got we've built some machines. We've got the Forge of Souls and the Forge of Wills, um, and we're going to try and heal Azeroth and try and make it a bit bit better. Um, and so. They then empower these proto drakes that helped Tear. So they empower Alex Straza. Uh, they empower uh, Malagos, Nosdumu, Ysera, and Nathalion, um, or Deathwing, as he later becomes. Yes. Um, and so all the all the um, the Titan Watchers, the Keepers, um, kind of agree to it, and they ask the Titans to bless them. Um, and the Titans are like, "Sweet, cool," and then go on. Or they themselves kind of say like, hey, you have some of my power. Again, it's a bit confusing. The one who didn't agree to this was Odin. Mm. Odin was like, no, we are the guys who are meant to be in charge here. Only us or like our, the greatest of our Vikram warriors, you know, our Valajar, they, you know, that will be the people to defend this world and look after this world, not these dragons. Yeah. So Odin gets in a half storms off. And by the and way, so, can can everyone take on? Not not everybody has. I, sometimes in this world, I, I go, oh, he can be a dragon too. Like I start feeling like everybody can be dragon form if they want. That's not true, right? No, it's the other way dragons around. Can be dragon dragons who, can who, be who dragons. Be a well, like so so I know this will come up later when we do talk, when we talk about the aspects and stuff. But like Chromie, that's a so dragon. Is, that's a that's yeah. a dragon deciding to look like a gnome when it needs to exactly. like mill about with people. All right, exactly. All right. Right. So dragons have the ability to change their form and look different, not which the can other cause way around. some problems. Right, right. right. Um, but not the yes, not a gnome that chooses to pretend to be a dragon. Okay. Um, but basically, all of these different dragons got given different kind of responsibilities and powers. We'll go into that in another episode because already we've kind of spiraled out a little bit more than I think I was wanting to chat about. Right. But I just kind of kind of wind this up. So, um, the Forge of Wheels we find in. Uh, halls of lightning and that's um uh Loken's kind of place um and basically um odin said let's build one of these things and we're going to transfer energy into the titan we're going to beef up this titan we're going to kind of give it some vitamins um we're going to say our prayers it's going to be an even stronger titan because we're going to keep nurturing this titan soul and and do some some great stuff but equally 
because we've got all this cool energy going through it and it's a cool machine, we can start doing some more stuff with it. And so they use this forge to start making things like the mechanomes and the earthen and the vicryl and the vicryl and start making these different these different races. Now, after Lokin uh, kind of shuts himself in there, um, Yogg-Saron decides, hang on, this is great. And he starts corrupting that forge and the, the, the earthen creations it's creating um, with something called the Curse of Flesh. So Yogg-Saron is, again, one of the most influential old gods in that he is the one that turned earthen, you know, like frost dwarfs and earthen dwarfs into fleshy dwarfs and turned these big uh, Vionir, uh, these big metal Vikir into big hulking fleshy Vikir. And so they went from being these eternal uh, elemental primordial beings to being um, fleshy mortals. Yeah, they, and yeah. that was basically... Uh, Yogg-Saron's ability to be like, yeah, I'm going to make it so that your creations age and fall and become soft and fleshy and killable. Mm -hmm. um, and what's more is it spread to the other creations. So these new ones that came out started coming out weird and fleshy, and then they had like this disease, this curse of flesh that corrupted these other ones as well. So eventually, we start seeing all of these races start becoming uh, humans. It, you know, it kind of, you know, as we see it, you know, these fleshy creatures and these big hulking Vikril suddenly start pumping out a few small ones from time to time. And King Ying, y Imron, Yimron, I can't even say his name, um, he's the guy who's like, any small Vikril, you kill. And then a couple of them snuck off and that's what started the human kingdoms. You know, these human kingdoms came from these the these the remnants of these uh these different races so do the humans know this now do they know that they sprang from vicral i think so okay. i think so it's it's weird because they don't really talk into it like brand bronzebeard definitely knows in the explorers league yeah. um but not necessarily so basically what happens is that loken kind of tries to kill mimron and make it look like an accident um, Yogg-Saron corrupts Freya and Hodir um, into just being stupid and, you know, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but basically, Arcadius and Tyr, they, they like, man, this is getting messed up. We're going. So they go. Um, and basically, that means then you've got Keeper Ra, Radan, and Odin are, uh, are left. Now, Loken seeks the aid of Helia. So Helia is a is a, a Titan keeper, a watcher, who is actually tricked by Odin and forced into serving as a caretaker of souls. So she's like she the Hades. She's like Hades in this sort of exactly. Greek thing. Okay. She doesn't like Odin. And so basically, um, she was the one who, along with Ra, banished the elemental laws to the elemental plane, the abyssal plane. Um, and Helia uses that same kind of magic and technique to lock Odin and his warriors inside the Halls of Valor. Now, the Halls of Valor at this time is part of Olduar. Mm. Um, but basically, Odin cannot leave the Halls of Valor. 
So now we've just got Keeper Ra. Um, so basically, Ra doesn't really know what's kind of going on. <laughs> um, he um, he gets kind of a bit depressed after finding out that the Titans die, because when the Titans die, they all kind of see the Titans' lives flash before their eyes, these Keepers, and Ra then goes off uh, to create other stuff around. Um, so basically, Loken becomes the new Prime Designate, um, and he deletes all the records of all of the stuff that went bad, and ultimately, things got pretty bad. Mm. So so kind of from where we were, we started with, with light and dark clashing. Uh, we had the formation of these worlds and these titan souls, the, the, the kind of the 80s rock group that we all dream of um, formed up with the Titan Pantheon and they found their kind of the world's, you know, they, they found like the lead singer they always wanted in Azeroth, but they found out that she had terrible taste in music <laughs> in the shape of the old gods and the void lords. So then the, the Titans, their job was to try and nurture and, 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 and you know, cleanse Azeroth. Uh, and to do so, they created a lot of tools and races and things to try and help shape Azeroth into uh, the place where it could emerge as a titan. Now, like I said, we'll go into the other stuff in other times. Like the dragons, the, the proto-dragons actually kind of were evolved from elements, elementals that had escaped or avoided being trapped in the abyssal plane. And they kind of coalesced into these weird winged creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, you've got, we'll go into dragons in, in, in more depth in the future and we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the, some of the other Titan constructions, the, the forge of souls and wills and, and all of these different things that go on, um, and the other races and all of those things, if people want to, I think we've kind of covered more than enough and it's already got a bit all over the place. Um, but well, I think I it's think easy to do, but we needed it. this foundation. Like this Titan foundation it, it, is important. Um, I think so, and I think the the thing to bear in mind is that, for for example, in terms of Azeroth as a Titan or Azeroth being alive, mm -hmm. we don't know if Azeroth is. Um, Dave Cossack, um, who's lead quest writer on Warcraft, said on I think it was like a Reddit post or a tweet. Uh, not even that long ago, um, but maybe like a year or so ago. I think he said something to the lines of Azeroth is dead, but it lives on in all of us, the champions. Mm. And the reason that we're so strong is we've kind of been empowered by this essence. Mm. And so we have the power to take the fight to the Legion. And possibly we take... We are the it. destined champion that will, you know, sunder the Legion and the Void Lords beyond that. Mm. Um, we are the ones that will do it. If the Titans are all dead, it's up to us to do the difference. Now, I don't know how true that is, because equally, he referred to Azeroth as a he, uh, whereas now Azeroth referred to as a she. Yeah. And it's those subtle little differences that you're wondering, what else has changed? Um, but, again, for, for all intents and purposes, you know, this is the universe that we exist within. So we've got some of these cosmic battles and all these different things going on. Um, but 
in future episodes. If you like this, hopefully we'll do more. And we'll, we'll get into some of the, quite, the more mundane stuff mm-hmm. versus this big cosmic battle from where we've kind of come from. Some of the conflicts between uh, the Night Elves and, and the, the Highborn and, and the Troll Empire uh, and the origin of some of the other races, the Human Kingdoms, uh, Lordaeron and Arthas and all of these different people and how they all fit together. And uh, probably on the instance, we'll talk about uh, the whispers from, uh, I think it's Illagoth, but the heart of corruption within the Emerald Nightmare. Yeah. And some of the things he talks about, there's a prophecy basically that kind of implies that we've been played. Mm. Uh, so we've been seeking out these five pillars of eternity um, to seal the gateway from the legion getting in but there's a theory that actually we're gonna open the prison Ooh, shit. to Nazoth yeah that we don't want or that. something like that no, we don't want that. and so you know we can we can find a bit more about it we can start to deconstruct some of these ideas uh and we can understand a little bit more in terms of where the game might be going with story you know we've already through legion we've seen Turelian is the the kind of leader mm-hmm. of the army of the lights you know we've got this great naru field champion um but equally we're being told that illidan's really special mm-hmm. and he's the child of both shadow and light and what's his part to play so i think we'll we'll kind of get into uh the elves uh next time and have a bit of an idea about kind of where we are and where we're going and all those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, we needed to start. Think of it as a many part documentary series about stuff. You got to start Big Bang and you got to, and eventually we'll get to why do caterpillars I, crawl that way and how come frogs mate ex- with these frogs? Exactly. I think, I think we can get less heavy as it goes on yeah. because it starts off and it's very, you know, cosmic opera, a lot of stuff going on, a lot of big noise, a lot of craziness. Yeah. But, and it, a lot of it's not, a lot of it's not even like, I mean, imagine yourself in an actual world. A lot of this stuff is still shrouded in myth and mystery. So to the exactly. to the people of Azeroth, they're hearing these tales. They're not reading the internet. They're getting tales passed down around the fire from Bane Bloodhoof, who's tales of a tale of this or that. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Thanks, Dad. Partly, and then you pass it on. Partly. Again, I mean, there's the discs of uh, Nor- Norrigan. Norrigan. Noggigan. I can't even say his name. Um, that's why I'm terrible for this. Um, but <laughs> certain stuff has been kind of chronicled. Um, and in theory, that's the canon. That is what happened. But at the same time, we really don't know. Right. Um, so, yeah, Norganons, the discs of Norganon are stuff that actually we, we took some copies of um, back in vanilla, like over a decade ago. It's crazy. Wow. Um, Jeez. And so in some ways, a lot of these things have always been there. Like, you know, give we give, you know, Metzen and Blizzard a hard time for, for making changes, but actually, ultimately, they, they always tend to make something a bit cooler. Um, yeah, and so, also, also look at the job ahead of them. Like, I, I always told chris this it's i can't believe they i mean what room does there exist at blizzard where on the wall or on some sort of board are all these connecting paths or all these connecting characters all of these different influences and everything ranging from giant titans to uh one of the chickens on the farm like how, how are you keeping all of that not flying apart in chaos and it, to me it's incredible that they've managed somehow to do that over mm. the years it's crazy oh, it is it is yeah i mean i, I can barely make it through an hour-long episode trying to remember the chronology of it all. 
I think um, you did a fine job. And, and, and how they do it is is, is exceptional. I'm, su- um, I'm so super anyway, impressed. Hopefully, hopefully you've enjoyed it, Scott. And oh, yeah, hopefully yeah. your questions um, are are helping people as well. And hopefully you guys listening enjoyed it. And if you did, please let us know. Please let us know what you want more of, what you want less of. Mm-hmm. Um, is it too long? Is it too short? Yep. Um, does it need you know more sound effects? Uh, horde side. <laughs> um, yeah, just... <laughs> I, I don't know, but I, I think it, I think if we if we can get a, a you know a couple of these out a month or so I don't know really we'll just have to see kind of how we've got time and stuff like that and, sure. then, and if it's desired. But hopefully it's one of those things that kind of makes sense. And I think as time goes on, we'll get a a better idea in how this works and fits. Yeah. So um, I'm going to yeah. approach it like I I always have. I'm I will be the eyes of those out there who love this game but don't know the minutiae quite as well in terms of story and lore and you are that guy who knows certainly a whole lot more than me and those like me so it's i think it's a good combination it's something i'm really looking forward to so if you listening would like to the instance at gmail.com is the email address to send your thoughts uh, about it if you like it let us know and we'll um we'll keep putting these in here um whatever basis we do them if it'll probably be a couple of times a month that sounds ad right hoc, to me. i think yeah yeah ad we'll hoc. go with in whatever. terms of the schedule just make sure you uh so up to the RSS or, or go to the website and yeah. do it however you do it. Yeah, however you get um, your we'll podcast already. If you're hearing this now, I guess you're already getting it somehow or you get it. And we'll, you know, we'll pimp it out on Twitter and stuff in case you miss it. Uh, I guess that's it then. That ends today's first episode Boom. of, uh, we really don't have a name for it and that's okay. But it's basically the, the lore time with Scott and Terpster for the instance. A lore special. That's what this has been, a lore special. A law special. Again, the instance at gmail.com. That's the email to send it to. Terpster, thanks so much for your vast knowledge. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for, for staying with me. And obviously, we're going to be here uh, this Friday for the show. Yeah. Um, so that's going to happen as, 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 as it should. As scheduled, yes. So this, consider yeah. this a nice little gifty bonus, everybody. And we hope to bring you more. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Scott, hand me another two. <laughs> oh, I remember this story. This is a really good one. Oh, what? Hold on. There's some kind of fish creature lizard at the gateway saying that he's going to destroy us all. Tisner's <laughs> <laughs> off. Send it back, Scott. Use your arcane lore knowledge. Remember... The histories and the lessons of old. Is it in my book? Do I just click in the book? Wait a minute. This says pet skills. I don't understand. I'm a hunter. Go to, uh, go to Wowhead and just look at the quest. <laughs> this show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.